This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In a very personal, amazingly anointed seven-day series entitled, Welcome Holy Spirit, prepare to be overwhelmingly blessed as Pastor Ray takes on the spiritual challenge of explaining the very character, holy nature, and role of this powerful yet most often misunderstood third person of the Godhead Trinity. With warnings of becoming desensitized to his voice, even as he works in our lives, Pastor reminds us that after Jesus returned to heaven, it was the Holy Spirit who was sent to earth to help each of us every day to fulfill our God-given purpose in this lifetime. Living in us, yet also one with the Father and the Son, His promise is never to leave us, as He ministers mightily as Master Teacher, Lover of Pure Truth, Righteous Judge, Comforter, and Loving Counselor. Now, knowing better that if we allow Him, He will absolutely change us, how can we not ask, how can the Holy Spirit help me today? The Holy Spirit is a Sometimes I, don't, I have to be really honest with you, you know, as I talk about the Holy Spirit, I can talk about experiences and I can go to the Word, but there's almost an inadequacy that I feel because I'm talking about, you know, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And the very first thing you need to know, let's, let's just get this out of the way. The Holy Spirit's not an it, but the Holy Spirit is a person. He is the absolute personality of God. We understand through the scriptures, we don't have time to get into it, but God uh, is a three-part being. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see the activity and the work of the Father, and we see what Jesus came to do. And we're at this juncture now, Jesus' life on earth, and he's getting ready to leave earth. He's, he's finishing up his mission for which he came, and he's instructing and telling his disciples. See, really what he was doing here is, is getting them ready for future events. These guys didn't even know it. These guys didn't even know it, that they were created to really begin and start the New Testament church as we see it today. They had no idea. Jesus knew. God the Father knew. The Holy Spirit knew. But they didn't know. They, 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 had just, they didn't have even a, an inkling of an idea of what was going to take place or what was going to happen. So Jesus is instructing them because he has a purpose. Jesus was enlightening them about things that they had never heard before. Never heard about the Holy Spirit. Never heard about this Holy this Holy Spirit coming into the earth, living in them. You know, we've talked about these things, and if you're just connecting, you probably want to get the CDs or go to the website and catch up. But they had no idea that the Holy Spirit or who the Holy Spirit was, and this Holy Spirit was going to come and live in them. I'm sure when Jesus was uh, giving this dissertation to them and this teaching and having this conversation with them, their minds were wrapped. They were probably like, what's he talking about? Holy who? Holy Spirit. The world doesn't know him, but you're going to know him? Because you're going to experience him and you're going to see his work. And, and, and he's going to come and he's going to what? Live in me? Who's going to live in me? It's not possible for something to live in me. I'm sure their minds were racked. But they had love and they had trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they received and accepted this teaching. And they just listened. They listened with attentive ears. 
And the truth would be told. The, the, the truth would come to fruition or come to pass in just a short period of time when they actually began to feel and experience and see the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. You know, the book of Acts, it's been said by some, we call it the book of Acts. And, you know, in some versions or some Bibles, it's the Acts of the Apostles. Well, really, that should, that, and I've heard people say this over the years, and I, I concur and I agree, it shouldn't be the Acts of the Apostles, it should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because when you read through the pages of the book of Acts, what you see is the Holy Spirit at work. You see the dynamic works that the Holy Spirit was doing in and through the lives of these men who had submitted to them. I, I, have, I, I just submit to you today that the Holy Spirit is still doing the same kinds of work that he did in the book of Acts as we read it. He's still doing it and performing those things in the lives of men and women who have given their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. So that would be you. Say, that would be me. So Jesus is getting ready to leave his mission here on earth, be reunited with the Father in heaven. And he's telling the believers, he's telling those who are with him, his disciples. Let's, let's start at verse 15. I love this verse 15. I don't have time to preach, so this is going to be for another time. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You see, obedience is really the demonstration of love. If you love someone, you'll do what they say. To love someone and not obey them is not to love them at all. But to, to, to obey what they say is the demonstration of... My father used to say that to me when I was a kid. He said, don't, don't just say you love me, show me. Prove it to me. And the way that you prove it is by living in obedience to their will and to their word. And that's basically what my dad was saying. But that's what Jesus said. If you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. It goes on, he says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. So Jesus said, I'm going to pray the Father because I'm going to be leaving. But I'm going to pray the Father and he's going to send another helper to be with you forever. This helper, some of the definitions of this helper. He would be an advocate. He would be one who would stand by your side to help you in any and every situation. So I, I say this, when I read, I read and have read and reread these verses over and over again, this is what I get out of it. You, 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 you take this and you tell me if you agree with me. Overall, the greatest reason and purpose that the Holy Spirit has been sent into this earth is this primary purpose, to help the believer in every and all affairs of his life and living and growing in Jesus Christ and in spiritual things. So you see, you see, when someone tells me they're helpless, you're not helpless. You think you're helpless. But God has given you the help from heaven. He has given you he, himself in the form and the person of the Holy Spirit to help you in every situation, every aspect, everything that you as a human being would ever face. You have the Holy Spirit who helps you and is with, with you every step of the way. Amen. So you're not hopeless. You're not helpless. You see, you've got the Holy Spirit. If you're, if you're born again, if you've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you're trusting Him for your eternal salvation and you have given your life to Him, the moment you made that decision, the moment you received Christ as Savior, the Holy Spirit came and made His home in your heart. Second point. He said that He would not only be with you, but He would be in you. The Holy Spirit just doesn't come and go at some whim. The Holy Spirit came to make His home in your life. See, that's why I say, this is why I say, brothers, that we can't live recklessly. We can't live like the world. We can't, we can't just be like everybody else. We bear within us the presence of Almighty God. 
we bear the Holy Spirit himself that lives in our heart, that's touched our lives, we cannot live like the world, look like the world, talk like the world, act like the world. We need to show the world who God is and the way we're going to show him, show the world, is we're going to show him God through the way we live, the way we interact with one another, the way we respect God and love God and love each other because the Holy Spirit lives in us. So we, we, got, we got this great promise. He's not only going to be with you, but he's going to be in you. So the Holy Spirit is in you. He lives inside of each and every one of us. We have the ever-present, ever-ready power of God in every situation of life, in every trouble, challenge, booby trap, hindrance, obstacle, temptation. We've got the power of the living God that lives and dwells in us and has promised to help us out of every and in every situation. And the ultimate thing that God wants for you and for me, because you hear me talk about this all the time, is that God did not create us to fail, but He created us to succeed in every area of life. Well, the Holy Spirit is here to help you succeed in every, every arena of life. Not only the spiritual stuff, not only in your growth spiritually as a believer, that is first, foremost, the most important, and it ought to be the most important thing in your life, that you are growing and abounding spiritually. But it, it is not only, his help is not only for that. I'll give you a verse. I believe it's 1 Peter chapter 2. I, I, I have to look it up, but I'll give you the verse. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Life and godliness. So this help of the Holy Spirit is not only for godliness, not only for Christian growth, not only that we would abound in the principles of God's Word, but it's also for every issue and every affair of life. Let me tell you what, God is concerned about the things that concern you. God is concerned about your home life, your family life, your children. If you're younger, if you're, you're, you're in school, He's concerned about your schoolwork. He's concerned about you doing well. God is concerned about everything in our lives, so much so that he gave us the promise of a helper. Everybody say helper. A helper that would not just be by you, but he would be in you. See, sometimes we have this thinking or this thought that the Holy Spirit kind of comes and goes at a whim. You know, I'm good, the Holy Spirit's there. I'm not so good, the Holy Spirit leaves. No, the Bible says you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what, you're watertight, my brother, sister. Holy Spirit's not going to eke out, leak out, squirt out, drip out. The Holy Spirit is in you forever. You've got, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And wherever you go, whatever situation you would ever face, whatever trial, challenge you would ever face in life, the Holy Spirit himself is there with you and for this purpose to help you in that time. You've got to learn to rely on the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't feel the help of the Holy Spirit is because we're trying to do things in our own flesh. We're trying to do things without just sometimes taking time to wait on the Holy Spirit. See, what I do is I pray. I talk, I talk to the Holy Spirit all day. I talk to Him all day long. And I ask Him all kinds of questions. Just the other day I was getting ready and I was at the sink and I was just washing up after a shower and I was shaving and I had, I was just thinking about something and, and putting it before the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden, just like that, I got, a, I got an inspiration. 
I got a glimpse of, of, of some areas of ministry, and another phase of ministry that God wants me to investigate and begin, just like that. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit because when it's the Holy Spirit, you just kind of, you just know it on the inside. Something jiggled, something wiggled, something tickled on the inside. Anybody know? I don't know how to explain it, but, but I just, like, whoop. You, 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 you just know in the knower. You just know in the knower. So Jesus goes on, and he's, he reveals him as helper. That's the umbrella. That's the overall purpose that the Holy Spirit's come, to help you, to help you. How many of you need help? How many of you have a difficult situation? Difficult circumstance? You've got questions. Maybe it's not difficult. Maybe you're just thinking about your future. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What you, how many of you have these things going on in your life? You're thinking, well, the Holy Spirit is here to help you. He's helped me. He's going to help you. Because God has no respect for a person. So helper is the umbrella. That's his primary purpose. Then Jesus begins to subdivide this and tell us a little bit more about who the Holy Spirit is and what his ministry is, what he's coming for. And he, he identifies and he says he's going to abide with you forever. Verse 17, he says, the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Let me tell you what, you live close to the Holy Spirit. You live conscious of the Holy Spirit. You give your life to the Lord and, and you follow the Holy Spirit. He's going to keep you out of error. He's going to keep you out of lies. He's going to keep you out of tricks. I like to say it this way. He illuminates truth and he exposes error. We don't have to be afraid of being misled because we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. He's not just with us. He's in us. And Jesus referred to him and identified him as the spirit of truth. And I think I said this last week to this group. I don't know, but I'll say it again. That's why we as believers should have nothing to do with lying. You have two drastically different presentations here. Jesus presents the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. And Jesus represents and presents Satan as the father of lies. Who do you want to line your life up with? Who do you want to follow? Who do you want to be like? If you're a liar, you're like the devil. If you're a person who loves and seeks and lives in the truth and only tells the truth, you've aligned yourself with the spirit of truth. I want to be aligned with the spirit of truth. He identifies him as the spirit of truth. And he goes on to say, whom the world cannot receive. Notice that the Holy Spirit must be received. He doesn't just fall on you. You must welcome Him. You must want Him. You must seek Him. He'll not, listen, God gave you something called free will. And He will let you do whatever you want to do with your, if you want to go make a mess, God will stand by there and let you and watch you make a mess. You've got to understand something, folks. Please understand this. The things of God must be received. In other words, let me give you another word. You must be receptive. If you are not receptive, God will not overthrow or overtake your unreceptiveness. That's why we, we come to church. That's why we pray. That's why we read and study and live the word and hunt and hunger for the word of God. Because we want to stay receptive to the things of God. It's very easy to get desensitized to the spirit of God. It's like a 
cut, you know, you get a cut or a bruise and you keep hitting it, it hurts at first and it's saying, ouch, 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 I'm here, I'm here, ouch, ouch. But you keep banging it, banging it, banging it, eventually it becomes desensitized. You keep ignoring the Holy Spirit in your life, you will become desensitized to His work, to His teaching, to His instruction, to His help. That's why every time we come together, it's, it's, it's for the purpose of being awakened. It's, the, it's for the purpose of being reminded. It's for the purpose of being told once again that we've got to be readjusted and get our, ourselves in alignment with God and His Word and His Spirit and His purposes. So the Holy Spirit says the world cannot receive Him, cannot receive Him, cannot receive Him. Please understand that the things of God must be received. And the reason why they can't, he tells us, because it, the world, or the people of the world, neither sees Him or knows Him. And we know why, because the things of the Spirit must be spiritually discerned. That's why when you're born again, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking different. You're acting different. For He dwells with you and He'll be in you. In other words, we're supposed to be aware of the work of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be aware that the Spirit is working in our lives, helping us every single day. He says, you're, you're going to know you're going to know him. He says, verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. See, you're not alone. You're not alone. Don't ever feel alone and isolated because the Holy Spirit is with you. Remember, call upon him. Look for him. Here's another one. Be expecting his help. Be expecting him to show up in the midst of your challenges, trials, situations, difficulties, confusions, questions. Be willing. You know, be, 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 be aware and be ready, be looking, because He will show up at the very moment you need Him to show up. Why? Because He's our helper. And He brings help from heaven. Can I get a better amen? All right, let's go to verse 25. It says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, again he refers to him as the helper, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. He, again he's not an it, he's a person. He... Now listen, we'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So he begins to identify the Holy Spirit as our teacher and ours, our reminder. So the function, one of the functions to help us, to guide us into truth, and we see this to be, to be in us. Now we see that the Holy Spirit's function, His ministry, is to teach us and then a way a, 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 along the course of life to remind us of the things that we have been taught that we might have forgotten about. He's our teacher and He is our reminder. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. All right, everybody there? But you, say that would be me, but you have an anointing. That would be the Holy Spirit. See, we look at this anointing sometimes as some sort of nebulous thing that kind of floats around. <laughs> the anointing is the Holy Spirit. He is the anointer. He is, he is, he is the anointing. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. That would be from God. And you know all things. When the Bible says here that you have an anointing, from the Holy One and you know all things. What that simply means is that you have spiritual discernment, spiritual understanding, spiritual perception that's far beyond this human realm. It is 
It is a supernatural, divine understanding in given situations. That's why I believe that we as Christians should never be caught off guard. Because we have an anointing that's in us and with us. The Holy Spirit Himself. We know all things even before they happen. Because the Holy Spirit will tell you. This is a spiritual discernment. A spiritual perception. Spiritual understanding that's far beyond your human ability. Some of you think you're hopeless. You're helpless. You think your problems are bigger than you. And they may be. But there's some... One that lives on the inside of you called the Holy Spirit of the living God who will give you exactly what you need when you need it. You know all things. You know everything you need when you need to need it. Does that make sense? Because the Holy Spirit of the living God dwells in you and in me. So he said... But you have an anointing from... See, I don't do anything without conferring with the Holy Spirit first. I go, to, I, go to, I go to the Holy Spirit first and foremost. Every time I pray, I mean, every time I come out to preach and I'm preparing, Holy Spirit, what is it that my Father would have me to bring to the people? What is it that you want me to say? I want my Father's will. Holy Spirit, you're here. You, you know, just about every week I pray. We welcome the Holy Spirit here today that lives as well as in, in, in each and every one of us. You are the master teacher. You are the master God. I, I yield to you that you would take over and that you would work through my life. Well, that's a yielding to the Holy Spirit. See, now, now that shouldn't just be for preachers who are getting ready to preach the Word. You ought to plug that into every area of your life, your business, your job, your profession, whatever, schoolwork, whatever it is, every day, you ought to invoke the help of the Holy Spirit and, and use these verses. But I have an anointing by the Holy One. And I know all things because I have supernatural, divinely inspired inspiration, a spiritual discernment, a spiritual perception, spiritual wisdom by the anointing. See, one of the, one of the things that we as believers, now maybe for some of you this is too mature, but, but it's time to grow up. I said it's time to grow up. Stop with the happy clappy stuff. You have just now been promoted to high school. We're not, we're not in kindergarten anymore. We're not finger painting. We're learning how to spell and write. If you want to stay in kindergarten and just play games and laugh and joke, that's one thing. But if you want to grow up to be a mature Christian, then it's time to grow up. It's time to get promoted. It's time to step up to the plate and start to learn uh, the Word of God and learn these principles and learn... You see, so, so the Holy Spirit comes to, to anoint us. See, this, this is what I was going to say. Too many of us are living our lives devoid of the Holy Spirit's anointing, even though the anointing is present and there and working. It's working in you, but you're not working it. It's working in you, but you're not working it, because you're still doing it in your own strength. You're not conferring with the Holy Spirit. You're not willing to just wait. You're not willing to trust Him. You're not willing to just put your life totally in His hands. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.